Welcome to the Evolution Exchange NHS podcast. Here at Evolution Recruitment NHS, we are committed to helping people and NHS organisations realise their potential. Our goal is to help build trust and develop deep relationships with individuals to make doing business easier. We collaborate with NHS organisations to help them build high-performing digital teams. We achieve this by creating and sharing insights into the ever-evolving NHS and digital industries best practices. I'm Katia and I'm your host. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect official position or policy of their organisation. So, thank you for joining me today to discuss female leadership within Innovate Healthcare Services. So before we delve into the topic, let's start with some introductions. So I'm just going to work my way around the screen. So Sarah, you're at the top there. Do you mind if you go first? Hi, Katja. Hi, everyone. Um, Sarah Mills. I'm Associate Director of Strategic Operations and Innovation for Innovate Healthcare Services. Thanks, Sarah. Ravinda. Hi there. I'm Ravinda Sandhu and I am um, the Head of Primary Care for ICT Services and um, Primary Care looking after practices across Warwickshire. Thank you. Petra? I am Petra Patty Bradley and I've only recently joined Innovate a few months ago and I'm the innovation lead for its digital hub. Perfect, thank you. And Maud? Hi there, my name's Maud O'Brien. I'm the digital change and transformation manager at Innovate. Amazing, thank you. So as usual, I'll work my way around the panel. Um, So to start us off, Sarah, as you're at the top, would you mind kicking us off with your question with a bit of context? Yes. Um, so I'm really interested in the reasons why each of us have ended up in healthcare and in leadership roles. Um, so my question really is trying to te- tease that out of, of everyone. So how did you get where you are today and was it something that you always aspired to? Um, and if I answer my own question, I'd say it's half and half. So it was definitely a conscious decision for me to work in healthcare. So I've had experience at different times in my career of working in private sector um, and um, in in the NHS. Um, so I would say I consciously choose, having had both of those experiences, to to, to work in 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 healthcare and in in the NHS um, because I feel like that's where I've got the most rewarding professional experience um but digital was a complete accident for, for me it was sort of just right place right time I was ready for a different opportunity um and and the opportunity to work in um a brand new service desk in in a hospital came up um and I had no idea where it was gonna gonna lead um and that was more than 20 years ago and you know that I've had a really rewarding career hopefully I'll have you know many more years um af- after this as well but it was really by accident. And I just think, well, if, if I'm then helping to encourage other people, um, how, how do we do that if perhaps our own paths have been more circumstantial than than um, deliberate? So, yeah, I'm really interested to hear from 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 the rest of you how, how you ended up where you were and whether it was a conscious thing or whether it was more just an opportunity that presented itself at the right time. Amazing. Thank you. So, Ravinda, just because you're next, um, do you want to give your insight onto that question? Absolutely. Um, Sarah, I think our paths are quite similar, really, um, with what the way you've described yourself. Um, I exactly the same, really, on that day. Um, did private, then public, and um, started off, ended up working, um, managing the um, service desk side of things. Started off in the primary care sector um, for um, SWIFT and then um, the service desk side of things and before you knew it um, 
the operational side has been sort of my lifeline for the last 14 odd years um and it's just grown um it has it's always been in and around it but um i suppose it's you get used to i don't know any difference should, should i say now it's been 14 years being within this environment um it's a very long time and um when you say stumbling across it i don't think i'd I wouldn't have chosen this. It's not something that I would have chosen to start off with, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I've actually enjoyed and loved every single role that I've um, done and um, learned all the way through, met some amazing people and I'm hoping <laughs> it depends on how long it carries on for now as well. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Petra, may it come to you? I'm going to have a very similar answer as well actually uh it was definitely not planned um as mentioned i've only been with innovate uh for a, a few months now but i this is my first job both in the healthcare sector and in the digital technology sector as well i've i have a background in social care and before that i also worked in the private sector and with lots of different things in schools and in, in uh, um sort of EU cultural things, like lots, lots of, lots of different things. And um, I think for me, the way I ended up here was because I worked in innovation in social care. So my, my path came through social care, which I also fell into. Um, and, and it was more around, not necessarily the digital aspect of it, but more the innovation. So I used to do what we call innovation projects in the social care sector. And so it was more around sort of the transferable skills for me. Um, but I but I do find my job very, very interesting, super cool. And I mean, the, the future is digital, isn't it? It is it is very, very exciting. And and we all have to learn about it and and you know get on board with the change that it brings. Um, but I also think that it's important for me that that I have been able to change careers and to sort of not necessarily have to plan everything to a T. I mean, I really admire the people who you know plan something for their life and are able to achieve it uh, down to the T. Uh, I'm unfortunately certainly not like that at all, but I do think that sort of everything that's happened to me has led here, and and it's and it's important for me to note that just because you start your career in one way, that doesn't mean your interests are not going to change. That doesn't mean that life is not going to take you in a different direction, and that that is not the right direction for you. Uh, I I do think that it, it definitely is. So I am. I am completely new here and I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's another wonderful learning experience. It's another wonderful opportunity to meet people. And and actually, what better way to make a difference in digital technology than the healthcare sector? Absolutely. Thank you, Petra. Um, Maud, and you. Yes, again, a very, very similar story. I think the only difference for me is the length of time that my story has been evolving. I 
started out in healthcare nearly 40 years ago as a student, so long career clinically. I, like everybody else, didn't intend to go down a digital path and certainly previously with my skills. It's quite interesting, actually. As a clinician, I had quite a strong interest in clinical documentation. That was my area of interest, which I can now see logically does translate from paper documentation into digital. So I can see it's a logical route. But for me, and it, it, it is the irony of it, when I was working in a community clinical team at the time, the IT department in the trust that I worked at were looking for a clinician to try perhaps working in community with a laptop and see if they would work. They knew me because I'd helped do a little bit of work in developing templates, digital templates and things like that in the past. But the main reason the IT department asked me to help out, and this this was set my ball rolling, was because I was not very good at digital. I was not very competent. And it was very much, well, if Maud can do it, anybody can do it. And, you know, I take that as a great compliment. And when I think back to sort of my skills and ability then to where I am now, just goes to show you could never, ever stop learning. Um, and I think, as, as, as Petra said, you know, just because you start with one particular career, and I'd had the same professional for 25 years, um, so, you know, it, it was sort of middle-aged stage of my life that I sort of moved, drifted sideways into IT and just simply never looked back. Challenging, but very, very rewarding. Brilliant. So the general consensus is, I guess, that nobody planned to, to get into digital, I guess. Um, so Sarah, does that, everybody's response, does that kind of answer your question? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely ans answers the question and it, it certainly tells me that I'm not I'm not on my own in, in not having, <laughs> having planned to be where I am, but to be very happy, you know, where, where I've ended up and hopefully where, where I continue to um, to, to grow to. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's just such an interesting um, way of thinking about things. And I just wonder, ref reflecting on it, I'm sure I will afterwards, perhaps all of us will, about how, how that then knowing that that's our experience, how we then relate that to how we might want to encourage other other women to, to sort of not necessarily follow in our footsteps, but make their own path. Mm. Um, and it's perhaps that there is no no right or wrong way of, of starting. It's just being open to opportunities, because I think that's perhaps what all of us have, have done. And, and we've just been open to, to things when they were presented to us and, and have been quite happy to, to see where they lead. But I think it's quite nice if we can encourage, like we've all done, and um, quite often people envisage a set progression, certainly in clinical terms. So I start off as a junior nurse, then I've got a senior post, then I get a, you know, a ward manager post, then I get a matron. So people can almost see the the expected path, if you like. So I think, you know, messages that's clear from all of us is that absolutely you can go down that road if you want. But there are other roads that you might want to have a little wander down as well from time to time and see where they take you. And I think even just things like this, you know, coming together to highlight your career journey so far is a great way to, you know, perhaps spark that in somebody else to think that they might want to take this path. So, no, thank you for that, Sarah. That was great. Um, Maud, I'm going to come to you next. I've got you next on my list down here. Do you want to go through your question? Yeah, Um 
what I was thinking, um, I, I'm a very glass half full. I'm, I'm ever such an optimist and see the positives. And I think sometimes we can, quite rightly, times where we should dwell on less positive experiences and how they've shaped us. But I think it's also nice to sort of look on positive aspects of how we've got where we are. So um, for me, it was very much about the difference between working in a very female-dominated environment, clinical, then moving into an environment which was more balanced or even more weighted in, in sort of male to female and very interesting. And I did not find that a negative thing at all. In actual fact, I found the environment, the support and development environment probably, for me personally, more conducive to progression in the more male-female mix rather than the, the very female. don't know if that's a little bit controversial or, you know, if people want to absolutely disagree with me, that's 100% fine by me. But it was just that, you know, I, I don't want us to always think, oh, you know, we've got to just work with women and empower each other because our our, our, our male colleagues or, you know, whatever gender we, we decide to, to talk about can support us as well. So, okay. Ravinda, what are your thoughts? Well, that's quite interesting because um, where you've been in a very uh, female environment all the way through, it's the, been the other way around for me. So um, being with in the operational side of IT for Swift for such a long while, I was probably one of the only women here for quite some time until Innovate has um, has been um, uh, resurrected and um, all the women are coming out now. And it's just, it's amazing because beforehand it's been very, very, it is still very male dominated um, because of the, um, the way the setup is. And it's really interesting to hear what you've just said there, because from my perspective, um, it, because it's been very male dominated, I think what you're saying there is it, it makes a difference, but then it's the difference is that what you bring to the table as well. Um, just like what you, um, within the environment that you've worked along with um, the clinical environment and you never nobody actually ever sees that side on to say it is a female dominated area and so forth um, but um, I feel that where you've you've gone from that environment how do you feel now do, is has that actually changed your view um, in innovate now or do you feel it the same um, sorry, I'm, I'm coming up with another question, but <laughs> so I just, <laughs> but um, I, I think uh, it's just interesting to hear because I, um, with you now working, um, do you is there a difference or do you find it the same? Because in a very, for me, there's so many changes, so many changes within our um, IT division as such, you know, in a, in total, um, in a whole. I'm just interested to see, you know, how you feel, how things have changed for you. Yeah. I mean, that again, that is an, an interesting question for me. Obviously, my speciality, my area of expertise is change management. So, you know, I possibly have a, a, a bit of a different view. Again, it's always seeing positives in changing, obviously, you know, sometimes change isn't always for, for the right reasons or it can be for a less positive. But certainly since Innovate, I 
yeah, absolutely felt supported all the way through. Um, yeah, no, absolutely happy with it. But yeah, very, very supportive from from all managers, as I say, male, female, or, and from peers as well. Support from peers, male, female as well. Um, all good. I think it's really important, isn't it, to have that support network and feel that you're working within a safe space. So it's great that you've obviously got that set up. Um, Petra, what are your thoughts? Sorry, just trying to find the microphone to unmute myself. <laughs> so, um, yes, I can I can see how different people would have different different experiences. I, as mentioned, I come from uh, the social care background where the organization I worked for did not have a managing director or a CEO at the top. They had a group of four people leading the organization who all had an equal say. And half were women, half were men. So you you had a 50-50%. The, the organization also had no, say, gender pay gap or reported nothing, nothing like that. So again, perhaps it goes back to to what you were both saying, that in the healthcare and the social care sector, that is a sector where where there are more women working because of of the type of work that we do. With regards to digital, I mean, that's still completely new to me. That's still completely new to me. I do think that it's still, it is still, it's getting better, but it is still mostly a, a male-dominated thing. Although I do think that more and more young women and girls are thinking about having a career in digital. Um, uh, for me, my experience has been so far so good. Everything has been has been has been fine for me. Uh, but I do think it's it's a culture. It's a culture that you set from the top and the teams that are the ones who set it. So say if I was doing the same role in a different organization, like my, my experience may not be the same. So I don't know whether working in digital healthcare is more open and and feels more comfortable uh, as a as a woman leader because it's digital in healthcare. If this was digital in construction, for example, or some other sector where where it, it's there are possibly less women working, then uh, then that might be different. I don't know. So so far, I've not had any negative any negative experiences at all. Good. <laughs> um, Sarah, it's a really interesting subject, and I think more. I probably lean towards being a glass half full rather than a half empty person as well. And, and uh, that that might not always be, you know, the, the the right way of approaching things. But I think it is my sort of that natural instinct. And while you, you've all been sort of talking, I've been thinking back through different um different sort of stages of of, of my career and, and doing a, a comparison in my mind of when I've worked in digital in the private sector and and that was actually I worked in um it was a a, a, a global company that did manufacturing um and and I worked at one particular facility that had a, a, a production line um and that was a very male dominated organization um, but the digital team was still very balanced. Um, it was a more or less 50-50 split. And that, to be honest, has been my experience throughout my career in, in, in digital is that from the very beginning, all of the teams that I've been a part of, um, whether it was in the NHS or, or now in Innovate or, or, or elsewhere, have always been very balanced. And I've never, never felt uncomfortable 
in that um you know in that environment um and it's 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 almost you know I've, I've just sort of spent my career thinking that that's the norm but it possibly isn't you know and and there, there are the odd occasions where I realize I'm the only woman in a room um or a virtual room now um and then I've realized that I've suddenly become aware of it but it doesn't feel any different it's just that I've noticed so I I, I think that it's it's my perception and I'm hoping that my glass half full mentality isn't making me miss things um but yeah I've certainly never felt a negative um as a result of you know that what whatever the, the the dynamic happens to be whether it's all all women or 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 you know largely men um yeah I, I don't know it's just such an interesting such an interesting thing and, and I, I just wonder now whether I'm walking around with my eyes closed you know have I been doing <laughs> have I been doing that for the last however many years um but yeah, I, I certainly have, haven't had any any negative experiences, um, whatever the, the dynamic was of a, of a team that I've been working in. And I certainly at the moment, you know, I think that, that innovate the culture within innovate feels really really positive for everybody. And that's that's another thing, isn't it? The fact that you haven't noticed, I think, says a lot about the experiences that you've had. Um, so yeah, no, thank you for that, Sarah. Ravinda, have you got any final thoughts? No, not really. Um, I think you've you've covered a lot of that. I mean, it actually goes on um, because my question was um, the same thing of working in a male-dominated environment, really, wasn't it? Um, And what makes you unique in your role? And I think that if you... um, this this type of question that Maud asked on that, it it hones in on that as well because... When you're working in an environment where it's different, um, so for me, it is a male-nominated um, environment. You've actually said that your environments are slightly different because um, the environments are changing quite a lot and all the rest of it. But I think, Sarah, I think we, you and I are probably it's a lot similar in the sense that it's still very, very male-dominated, um, the the areas. And so, um, but I, I, I think it's exactly the same in the sense that you don't notice until you stop and you think actually oh yeah and until there's something that you makes you realize that hang on a minute you feel a bit alone here (laughs) yeah yeah completely natural feelings of course absolutely Um, absolutely yeah yeah perfect thank you Maud I'll come back to you just for one last uh, comment on your question then have you got any final thoughts before we move on uh, no but just just really interesting and a little bit like everybody's saying I often don't even think oh gosh there's a lot of boys in this room or I'm the only girl or whatever I just and I think that's a reflection on the company that there isn't any sort of bias I mean yeah I mean one, one group that I sit on a staff representative group there's there's, there's me and sort of four boys and it's not until somebody said about, you know, we need to try and get some more females on the ice. We thought, do you know what I had any, just, it, I, I don't know, it just doesn't, I, I, I never sort of first think, oh, that's male, that's female. I don't, I just sort of see the people really. So, yeah, but interested, interested. Thank you. No, thank you. And um, Petra. Are you okay to go through your question? Because I know you had quite a few in one, so I'll let you expand. <laughs> yeah, and actually it's it's quite funny because what you were just saying 
it actually l leads into that. So that was sort of my my thought process behind it. So my, my questions, because <laughs> I had about five, <laughs> but you'll understand where I'm I'm coming from. Hopefully, is what does leadership actually mean, and what makes a good leader, and is there a difference between how we view or what we consider a good female leader and a good male leader or the expectations from us different in any way or are they or are they the same um what do you what do you have to do in general to be seen as a leader and is there anything specific around this to digital healthcare and and the reason i'm asking this is because we actually had a conversation that sort of sparked this top this this question for me this morning with Sarah, ironically, because uh, I work quite closely with Sarah. And um, I wouldn't, from my perspective, if you're looking at leadership, I wouldn't say that there's anything different to me in a female leader or a male leader. I'm looking for the same sort of things that I respect in the individual, the same I, I I judge the characteristics I don't like in the same way, whether it's a man or a woman. Um, so is it then sometimes more about your own personality and how you feel within yourself uh, rather than the environment? or do you, or is 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 there in, from my from from looking at myself, is it is it the way if if I feel like I'm not doing so well and going back to your your imposter syndrome uh, question that you asked Katya in 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 the uh, in your email, is it is it is that to do with me that I'm just not confident enough or not experienced enough in my role? Hence, I am unable to sort of say actually no, guys, uh, no, stop. I disagree with that. Or or is it? Or is it, or is it a male female thing? I'm, um, I'm, I'm not always sure. You know, those are the kind of things, and and that I, I sort of think about sometimes is because there's, there's, there's a lot of literature around about how women we're not as confident in ourselves with men as as men are. We don't, we sell ourselves short a lot more than men do say for example in a job interview we won't go for a job unless we know that we're able to do that job 90 percent whereas there's a, there are statistics where men will go for a job even if they only know about a lot a lot less but then they'll be able to learn along the way and have the confidence to sell themselves so are we doing ourselves a disservice or is there or is 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 there a difference? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know what the others think about this. I think that's a really interesting series of questions. Yes, um, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> only not one question. <laughs> it all feeds into they all feed into one another. Yeah. So but I because I made such a big sort of shift in career at a sort of slightly older age, I was and I'm very much a reflector. That's my sort of learning style i'm very so i was able to do a lot of reflective when i moved from clinical into it i think some of what you're describing petra it's natural when you go into a new job that you're not familiar with you know when i first started doing digital i didn't you know bounce into a room i know everything because i you i didn't and you know but gradually as i've learned it 
as I was challenged by people to say, well, you know, why are you telling me what's your qualification to tell me what to do? So challenges along the way. But I think just as you get that experience, that confidence comes with experience, would you say? I don't know. I don't know what everybody else thinks. But. No, I, I do completely agree with that. Um, it does. It's something that kind of grows over time. Um, Sarah, I'm interested to hear what you you think, because I know you were speaking to Petra, I think, this morning about this, weren't you? Yes. Although I didn't, I didn't at that point know that it would you know, that it had sparked sort of that, that those thoughts. But so <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really um it, yeah, it is it is an interesting subject. And I'm just sort of sitting here thinking I hope that in the way that I deal with people or work with, with, with people, that I'm taking their qualities rather than, you know, taking them on, on on, you know, what they have to offer or what, you know, what, what they are um contributing rather than whether they're male, female, and I would hope that that that's how others think of me as well of what I am offering, regardless of you know the, the, the fact that I'm I'm a woman. Um, so on the one sense, I'm, I suppose I'm saying that I'd like to think that I'm unaware of of gender completely, but then that's probably naive to think that it's not a factor in 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 some way or another. And I think that there's perhaps so I can have an equally good relationship with male female leaders um or I suppose equally poor not that I do have any poor, poor relationships at the moment um but I think it's as much about that the, the the person who is who is leading as wh- where you're actually trying to get to so I think you've got to have bought into the the sort of the the, the goals that we're all aiming towards mm-hmm. as much as the person who is helping because we're, we're all you know we've all got a role to play in um you know, supporting the organisations that we support and helping innovate, grow. Um, so I feel that it's sort of once you've bought into to, to that, um, if you know that everyone is sharing that common purpose and that we're all actually trying to, to sort of pull in the same direction, then I think if you're recognising those qualities, whether it's male or female, that doesn't feel to me as though it's any any different. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if any of that made any any sense. No, I think it does. And I think a lot of the time it's almost those very sort of old fashioned stereotypical judgments that, you know, to be a manager, to be a leader, you have to be aggressive, you have to be assertive, typical male traits. And as women, we nurture and we, which we absolutely know is just just out of the window completely. And I absolutely agree with what, what Petra was saying is, when I look at somebody and think I admire them as a leader or what do I need to do as a leader, I don't just necessarily look, well, you know, male, it's what are those traits? And I think as leaders, we do sometimes have to vary our approaches. Um, It's similar with change management almost. Sometimes you need to help and support people to, to develop. Sometimes you need to stand behind them, giving them a little bit of a, you know, a poke in the back sort of thing. So... You know, I think as 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 leaders of any gender, it's all about the right approach at the right time. Absolutely. Um, Ravinda, what are your thoughts? I absolutely. Um, I think also, um, within within our team, I think one of the key things is, um, not having everyone having that compassionate side. Um, you you've got somebody which um, ends up being me having that compassionate side because everyone else as you've just said um, Maud of being the abrasive in control 
Um, and then you've got the one person who would take that step back and um, be, as you say, the parent and the nurturing side. And that actually works pretty well within a dynamic where you've got the team and you're pushing them, you're, you're standing behind them, you're working with them, you're actually pulling them up through the different areas and you've got to have those different roles. Um, and I think that additional role um, for me, um, it, that compassion is absolutely critical. It, you feel it and you see it. Um, sometimes you need it more, sometimes you don't need it at all. And it, it's very important. And sometimes your male work colleagues don't see that. <laughs> As in, they, they don't have that at all. And sometimes your female colleagues, believe me. <laughs> well, I actually have had some very kind and compassionate male colleagues. I've had some female colleagues that would just frighten the pants off me. Basically. Really? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, everyone. Petra, does that answer one of those questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't really looking for an answer. It was just more about reflecting because I mean if you're talking about leadership I think you do need self-reflection you do need to you know step back and think about these things every once in a while and yeah it's I personally I think that's part of being a good a good leader of any sort. Nathan thank you so we're now going to come to our last question that is right isn't it everyone's had their question last question of today's episode so Ravinda would you like to give us some context? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we've already touched on this quite a bit already. And so what makes you unique in your role? Because you're in, I mean, for me, it's became, uh, in main, being in a male-dominated environment. What makes me unique, as I've just literally touched on it, is I feel that I can provide that compassion. Um, and over the years, I've been the go-to person for a number of things and... Um, part of the furniture <laughs> because you just um you're just there and I would like to know what makes you unique for your role and regardless of how long you've been in um the role um because there's something unique that you're bringing into that role and with us being within Innovate and the way we're um building our new team um, across the patch is it's still very new um, we, we're all gone into our roles and we've been doing the roles for however long and but we're generating this new company and I'd like to understand what makes you unique in your role to uplift as a as a woman as a leader and also as um, as you thank you so Sarah I'll come to you first and um yeah, so I've um, I've had a conversation recently actually with with my line manager, and I think it was a little bit stemming from that imposter syndrome sort of um, feeling that we, that we get from from time to time, where I I couldn't sort of see what what it was that I was bringing, um, and and just needed a bit of a bit of a confidence boost, I think, and just a bit of a a, a sort of you know just just to, to know that what I was doing was adding was adding value um and something that I hadn't just 
had not recognised in myself, but that my, my line manager said that they thought I, I, it was a characteristic that I had was bringing people together. Um, and I, I, think, I mean, if I, if I took it literally, then I suppose I, I did invite you ladies to, to, to come and speak to, to, to catch today. So, so that kind of, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there's more, more to it than that, but that was something that I necess- don't necessarily recognise in myself, but I've been told that I have, and I, I still can't quite see it, but I'm told it's there. Um, and then I, an, another conversation that I had um, relatively recently with another colleague in, in Innovate was around um, the feeling that the more senior y- you are, um, the more general your knowledge and experience seems to become. So at the beginning of my career, I worked in a, a technical role. So I had skills in particular systems or hardware at the time as well. Um, but then as I've moved further and further away from that, all of those skills would be completely out of date, even if I could remember. Um, but yeah, my my sort of knowledge now is more from the fact that I've been around the block a few times now and, and you know, I, I'm there as a support to, to um, you know, to the, to the people in, in my teams. Um, and I think that's something that I'm perhaps struggling with a little bit at the minute is just that acceptance that things do change and that the, the, what you, what you deliver at a different point in, in your career, um, might be different than what it was a few years ago or at the, the very beginning. So I, I struggle a little bit as well with not having, um, an end product or a, a, a result sometimes, you know, I, I remember the, the, the days where it would be, um, you know, you'd fix a piece of equipment or you'd install something or, or I'd, you know, write a, um, uh, an instruction manual for something and you could see what you'd what you'd done and I think that I've certainly recognized that you know that the that, that sort of the, the, the more years that, that that pass the less that tends to happen um and I have to remind myself that I'm still adding value so I've still got you know my perspective is a unique perspective because it's mine as everybody's is um so yeah I suppose what makes me unique Ravinder is sort of everything that has brought me to where I am where I am now and I'm I'm glad that uh, yeah, I'm glad that I am where I am and that I've had the experiences that I have. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that there is something that I can offer back to, to everyone that I'm, you know, that I'm working with now. That's really interesting. Um, thank you for that. Petra, I know you haven't been with Innovate for too long, um, but from what we've spoken about when we caught up last, it seems as though you're working on a lot of exciting things. So I, I imagine you add a lot of value to, to those things. So do you want to discuss? It, it's actually very interesting because um, I, uh, I'm, I'm still sort of trying to figure out my role. But I think a big part of my role is touches on what Ravinda you said about compassion, touches on what Sarah, you said about connecting people. Um, and it's, I think, a lot of, one of, well, I hope one of my greatest skills is, is seeing people as individuals. So a lot of the innovation and the digital technology that, that we're trying to bring to, in to make people's lives easier, it's about, it's about the user experience and the patient experience. You have to understand what what is their the user's perspective what is it that people need and connect with them at to to then be able to offer them the best solution so i think these skills around around understanding people and 
and understanding their needs and bringing people together and connecting the right people and making people feel comfortable all then works towards something that you wouldn't necessarily expect, which could be a an innovation in digital healthcare. So, so I, it's very interesting that we have three women talking about something very, very similar and characteristic. And yet it's absolutely, from my perspective, crucial and essential for the success of the projects that we're working on. We need to understand the people we are serving, the needs of our patients, the needs of staff who are using our the technology that we're that we're bringing in. So, and that is that understanding of other people, that understanding how they are unique individuals themselves, that connecting people, that relationship building, that engaging with people, just being someone people actually like, you know, that kind of really soft, soft stuff that is not a very hard technical skill. It's a, it's it's absolutely essential, I think, in in for 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 any leadership role or any or any digital role as well to understand your audience and who you're talking to and who you're working with. I mean, I mean, I I I often think that it's not actually the job that's the most difficult. It's it's working with people that requires your energy. It's working with people that requires you to have certain skills that other people don't necessarily have that which makes you unique. So I I find that very interesting as a concept that I've I've come to work in the digital healthcare sector and and yet the 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 one thing I do think I do have decent skills at I'm I'm absolutely able to use and it's and it's not technological skills at all it's it's about people it's absolutely about people thank you Petra Lord and I just wanted to start off by saying Sarah stop understanding yourself you are a fantastic leader I'm thankful so so look up to you including me so don't ever sell yourself short oh thank you you're welcome um what makes me unique um I suppose with my background in the two different camps um, of of both clinical and digital. When I when I first started working in digital, I used to say one of the biggest challenges I had was understanding the language, because we use diff well, we have different languages in different parts of our life, and in the same way as the 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 technical staff don't understand when clinical staff are using clinical terms, it works the same both ways. So I used to say the first sort of thing that I was getting to grips with was translation and interpretation. So, and because I have a clinical background and now a digital background, I almost feel that I have a legitimate right to go and speak to either side, to speak to clinical staff and say, right, this is the technical side of it. And to go to the techie guys and say, but look, this is what the clinical staff need. So it's almost that sort of justification as well. Um, and I think sort of just general life experiences, it, and, and as Petra said so so eloquently, it's all about the people skills and, and, and working with people in different ways. Um, as well as doing this work, I'm also a qualified yoga teacher, so I looked a lot at sort of more Eastern sort of philosophy of 
healing and medicine and stuff like that, which is absolutely fascinating. So, you know, I'm not just talking as a Western trained clinician, but somebody who has sort of awareness of other sort of ways of thinking, really, I suppose. So, so yeah, gosh, I do sound ever so big headed. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but, but now, but I, I think it is, it's having that little bit of knowledge. And again, Sarah, you were sort of saying that, you know, when, when you were in other roles, you had a product which you could say, well, you know, I've answered X percentage of my calls or whatever. But then I think as we get into more senior roles, you can't objectify, quantify a lot of the stuff that we deliver. So, but yeah, that's a challenge for us generally to sort of demonstrate our own worth and avoid that imposter syndrome that, that Petra mentioned earlier, because none of us, none of us here are imposters at all. So. Perfect. Thank you so much, Board Ravinda. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. But one thing I do want to say um, is that um Sarah um more I mean Petra I I I think everyone just forgets on whatever journey we've been on whatever we've done um there is absolutely something unique about every single one of us because um you've met people you've done things and you've got to remember on the people that you've pulled through and you you forget absolutely forget on people that you've pulled through what you've done for everyone else um to where you are but you've actually pulled people through in different ways different shapes different forms um and that's how unique you are because it's not just about um what petra was saying earlier as well that um it's not just about the role it's about um the people it's about everything as a whole um because you're working through and you've got the end product but then the people that you worked with that you've brought through and they're in different roles and it's because of you that they're in that role I mean I have to say I'm pretty proud of a certain number of people that I've actually brought through from the service desk into various different um, roles that I've gone in and I would say that you I'm sure are exactly the same in so many different roles and you forget that though there are so much things that you can actually think about today. Yeah, sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes every single day is what is the point of this. But you make a difference every day. There's somebody out there you're making a difference for. That's well, why you're unique. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Do you mind if I just ask you, just while I've got you all, um, I just wanted to ask one question. It's only a very quick one and I'll ask each of you. You don't need to give me a long answer. But it's one that I just thought of then. I just really wanted to have this opportunity, you know, while I've got you all. So what is the one piece of advice that you'd give to an aspiring female leader in healthcare? It can just be one thing, something perhaps that you have your kind of mantra that you've lived by, maybe one piece of advice. I'll go the other way around. Maud, could you go first? Um, <clears throat> I suppose for me, it would be about reflection about reflection on your abilities reflection on the positive i think um, Ravinda, you just summed it up if if i ask people for a, you know something that really went badly about we could all come out with we almost tend to not quite forget but we don't bring to mind as easily those positive experiences so yeah absolutely if i was coaching or mentoring a you know a, a more junior member of staff it would always be about 
reflect on the positive things that you are bringing as I say the uniqueness the skills that you've got not necessarily a, a qualification or a you know whatever but what you as a person can bring and be confident that that is a positive thing to bring even if it is what might traditionally have been seen as a softer skill those skills are massively important so. thanks Lord Petra I think I think a big one is that is uh, just, well, one would be just don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of change. Take it if it feels right. Take it both hands and just just run with it, and and just learn as much as you can along the way. Really, because every 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 role we we have in life, life itself is is just a massive learning experience, and I don't think I will ever be in a position where I'm not going to be learning something or something about someone or something about something. So I think just don't don't be afraid to 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 change and to and to learn and to and to move forward with what you feel is right really. Amazing. Thank you. Bera? Um similar I think. I think I, I would say just try try new things. Take take opportunities. I think if I look back probably most of the um the, the the sort of paths I've traveled down have been because just an opportunity presented itself and I thought I like the sound of that I'll, I'll go for it um and I've not known where it was going to lead me um but as Petra said I've you know I've learned something on on the way so yeah just just kind of be be open and and try try things that you you perhaps wouldn't have thought you would be any good at or you know, yeah, just just keep an open mind, and and you never you never know where it's gonna where it's gonna take you. Thank you, Ravinda. Well, I think if um you think about um communicating and being and motivating, then and then you work on um think about um care about being respected. So if you care about that, then all of a sudden everything else falls into place because um you're wor- you're working on um, motivating and you're working on communicating and everything else falls into place and I think that's so so key that was perfect sorry to put you all on the spot there it just came to me and I was like I have to ask <laughs> thank you um okay does anyone have anything to add before we conclude today's episode that's good we covered everything then um okay so I'd just like to say a huge thank you to our guests today for sharing their thoughts Um, and questions around the topic of female leadership within Innovate. 